Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Today's episode is part three of our Building Your Confidence series, where we're sharing all the strategies, all the tactics, all the tricks to help you build your self-confidence. On part one, we define what self-confidence is and what is not, why sometimes we don't need to have all the confidence in the world, and that can be helpful. But if you want to build your self-confidence, what it is and how to do it. We cover the three foundational A's to self-confidence. We also talked about a cycle that many times we feel trapped into that prevents us from building our self-confidence. And we uncover how to break that cycle so you can start building your self-confidence. On part two, we talk about how to lower the volume of your inner critic and amp the volume of your inner hero to help you feel confident and show up confident when you need to be confident. And on today's part three, we're going to cover different tactics and strategies to one, build your confidence. So these are more macro strategies and some tactics on how to boost your confidence when you need it. These are more little tricks that can help you, give you that boost of confidence just when you need it. So get ready and let's dig in into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Can you believe that three weeks on a row we've been talking about self-confidence? And let me tell you that this is not going to be the last episode on building self-confidence. I will be posting a couple of bonus episodes that are more targeted to specific situations, like how to boost your confidence as an introvert. If you are an introvert like me, uh, I learned so much about what works and what doesn't work when you're an introvert and why is so critical uh, to have self-confidence as an introvert. So that will be a bonus episode coming soon. I'm also um, being really observing in group settings. What are the things that the confident women in the room have in common? And I'm going to do a bonus episode around that as well. So stay tuned for all those bonus episodes. Um, if you want to go deeper into self-confidence, I am hosting a session on July 27th. Um, I will put the information on the show notes if you're interested to join us and go even deeper into um, this topic of self-confidence. And I wouldn't say deeper in the sense of the theory, but deeper in the sense of your inner work. And I hope I can guide you through that in the session. 
Now, on today's podcast episode, I am planning to cover a lot, so get ready. But we're going to cover basically two main things here. One, we're going to continue to share some of those big things that can help you build self-confidence. And then I'm going to share with you a few little tricks that can be very helpful in moments when you just need that little boost of confidence. So let's start with the big thing things first. Uh, We cover a lot so far. As I mentioned on the introduction of today's podcast episode, um, this is part three. So if you haven't listened to part one and part two, I really recommend that you pause right now and you go listen to part one and part two. Part one was the introduction to self-confidence. We talk about what it is, what it's not, why sometimes not being confident is not a bad thing, but actually can help you. And then we cover what are the three A's that are the foundation to self-confidence. We talk about awareness, ambition, and action. And we also cover the cycle in which very often we get trapped into that prevents us from boosting our confidence and how to break through that cycle. And then on the previous podcast episode, we talked about how to lower the volume of our inner critic and amplify our inner hero. We talk about what is the role of our inner critic, what is the role of our inner hero, And just knowing that we have both inside of us and how can we leverage one and the other when we need them most. So make sure you don't miss those two podcast episodes. And um, now let's jump into the next big strategy around self-confidence. And to be honest, we have come this far in the conversation. We've been talking for about an hour and a half about this topic between the previous two podcast episodes. And we haven't get to the deepest root of self-confidence. And for me, I think that you can be in one of two teams. One is those that believe that they need to be confident in order to do something. And those that believe that is by doing what they are insecure in or what they're afraid on that they will build self-confidence. And I'm more of the latter team. So it all boils down to the secret to building self-confidence is to do things that you don't feel confident at to build your confidence. It's like our comfort zone. And I think you can draw the same picture for your confidence zone, right? So if you think about two concentric circles in The inner circle, the smaller circle, is your area of self-confidence. And the outer circle is your area of self-insecurity. So the only way to expand your self-confidence circle is to step outside of your self-confidence circle. That means by doing things that scare you by doing things that you're afraid, by doing things that you don't know you're capable of doing. And knowing that you're not going to be perfect on the first time that you try, but the more that you try, the more that you're able to build the skill in that particular thing, but also build your self-confidence. Because by building our competence, we also increase our confidence. And we're going to talk more about that today when I get into the strategies and the, and the tricks to build your self-confidence. 
Another big strategy to build self-confidence is to get in the habit of keeping promises to yourself and to have your own back. Building confidence is something that happens over time, right? It's not going to happen from one day to the next. And the more that you build awareness on where your confidence is lacking, the more you get to build your confidence. You know, you, you don't just wake up one morning knowing that you can count on yourself, right? Because that is what lack of self-confidence is, is the lack on believing in one's self that you're able to do something or to figure out something. So today we're going to be talking about where confidence comes from, right? Confidence is not about waking up and feeling so ready to take the next scary thing. If you think that that is what this is about, you're missing the point, right? Confidence as at its core, it's about trust. It's about building trust on yourself that you're someone that you can count on that you can keep up with your own promises. So how can you get to take bold action despite your fear is by trusting that you will be able to figure out anything that comes your way. And for me, that is the essence of self-confidence. So that takes action. You can know this theoretically, but it's not until you take action that you actually get to develop that self-confidence. So you building self-confidence by constantly making and keeping promises to yourself is the way that you can unleash your inner power, your inner confidence by taking action, which goes back to part one of this conversation where we said that one of the three foundational A's for self-confidence is action. So there are different ways that you might be self-sabotaging yourself in this area, right? Maybe you are someone who makes too many lose and promises without backing them with plans to actually help you keep your promises. Maybe you are making to yourself promises that are so big and so out of your capabilities that you end up not being able to step up to your own expectations. I know I do this all the time. I have really high expectations of myself. And sometimes I set the bar so high that it's basically impossible for me to get there in the time frame that I'm setting up for myself. So you should dream big. You should have high expectations of yourself, I believe, anyways. But I think you also need to be reasonable on how that looks like. And sometimes we self-sabotage ourselves when we want to conquer the world in 24 hours, right? You know what I mean? Uh, and if you can identify with this, please keep listening because we're going to be unbundling this a little bit more. Um, the other thing is another way of self-sabotaging is constantly looking for excuses, right? Like constantly changing 
that expectation based on excuses that we come up with. So let me explain this one a little bit more. But maybe you say, oh, I'm going to work out for an hour, five days a week when I haven't worked out in like three years, right? First of all, this is too big of an expectation that you're putting on yourself and you're probably going to miss the mark, which going back to that cycle that we talked about on episode on the first part of this conversation, now you're finding evidence to justify that you're not able to do it. So you're going to quit. You're going to give up. So that is the first mistake. But then let's say that on Monday, it's January 1st. This typically is the type of expectations we set for ourselves with the new year. And it's Monday and you did it. You did an hour and you did your workout, you feel really empowered. And then Tuesday, you're all sore, right? You haven't worked out in two years. And um, now you're really, really sore. And you're like, I I need to listen to my body. So I am not going to work out today. I'll do it tomorrow. And if you keep building on these excuses, that is a way of self-sabotaging. The other way is like, well, maybe instead of five days, I'm just going to do three. And then three becomes one, and then it's not. So those are ways that we keep self-sabotaging ourselves. Instead, I think a better approach to help us build self-confidence, to find evidence that we can be counted on by our own selves is to set very specific, right? No lose and promises, but as specific promises to ourselves that are realistic, that are small enough that you are certain you can do that. You need to start really small. You will have the chance to expand, but to start with, start small. Start with something that is inside your self-confidence zone, right? And back it up with a plan. So you get in the habit of setting promises to yourself, backing up with a plan, and then actually showing up and keeping your promise. And if you start small and you start within your area of self-confidence, with things that you're confident in, that you can do and that you're willing to commit to, then you start strengthening that muscle and then you can start growing from there. You can start pushing out of that self-confidence zone and stepping into your self-insecurity zone, if you will. Um, So maybe a better approach to my previous example is I'm going to do 30 minutes of movement today. And movement can be anything, can be going for a walk, can be weightlifting, can be running, can be doing chores at home, whatever it is. Okay, you know you can do that. It is a specific, it's 30 minutes, it's movement, you describe what it means to you, you have a plan on when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, what you're going to do, you actually do it, you feel really good with yourself because you get that promise to yourself. The next day, oh, today... I am going to actually do like weightlifting for 20 minutes. And maybe next week is I'm going to do it for two days. And the week after that is three days. And you build your way up to an area that a month ago was totally outside of your self-confidence zone. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, So 
set promises with yourself and keep up with those promises. That is a great way to build your self-confidence. And as you set these promises and you keep these promises to yourself, you are going to continue to find evidence that you are someone that you can trust. And alongside with that is important that you have your own back, right? A lot of times we are our worst critics. We talk about that on the previous episode where our inner critic comes up. And sometimes we need to invite more of that inner hero that we were talking on the previous episode and have our own backs. Like be the one that is become your best accountability partner, in other words, so you can actually keep these promises. Be your uh, cheerleader, right? You can be your own accountability partner. You can be your own inner hero. You can be your own cheerleader to help you get through and um, stick to the promises that you keep to yourself. Another big strategy that you can leverage to build self-confidence is to stop comparing yourself with others. I did a whole episode just on this topic. We can talk about this for hours, but when you start to compare yourself with others, you are taking dents into your own self-confidence because when you're comparing yourself with others, typically the dialogue that is going on in your minds is, I am not as good as her. I am not as pretty as her. I am not as smart as her. I am not as successful as her. Those are the types of conversations that go in your mind when you compare yourself with others. So instead, compare yourself with where you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. Have you made progress? Feel proud of the progress that you've made. Um, I think I've talked about this recently on a podcast episode. I can't remember on which one, but um, probably was the first part of this series that we don't give ourselves enough credit. And when we compare ourselves to others, we're even minimizing more that because we're only focusing on what we don't have, what we, we're not Instead of focusing on all the things that we have done, that we have accomplished, how we have evolved, how we are better today than we were a year, two, or five ago. Okay, another strategy that can really help you build self-confidence is to plug into a community. Never underestimate the power of community. And I can't reinforce this one enough. I've been very fortunate this year. I found my community um, and it's a community of amazing women that are like-minded. And I had found so much support in this community, so much accountability in this community, so much inspiration in this community. And when you get that proximity with people that are like-minded or people that are that have what you want to have, in this case, self-confidence, um, it's contagious. 
right? We've talked about community in so many other topics. And I think community will continue to come up in almost every topic that we talk about because it is one of those things that can help you in every area of your life. And self-confidence is not an exception. I always say that we are the average of the five people that we spend more time with. So who are the people that you're spending time with? Are those people that are self-confident? Are those people that believe in you? Are those people that are going to be there to hold you accountable to the promises that you make to yourself and that you make to others? Are those people that are going to have your back? Are those people that believe that you can figure out anything that you set yourself to figure out? Are those people that are going to be there when you fall to be your cheerleaders and help you get back on track? That is the type of community that everyone should be part of. And if you haven't found that community yet, don't worry, you will. Uh, if you keep your eyes open, your ears open, you will find that community. In fact, um, personally, it's something that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build my own community of people that are like-minded, that have similar challenges, that have similar interests. And one way I'm going about this is through the virtual conference that I'm hosting next September. So um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that next September 15 and 16, I'm hosting a two-day virtual conference. And we have an amazing lineup of speakers. Just confirm that Carissa Kuches or KK a uh, national-wide speaker with Tony Robbins is going to be one of the keynote speakers. We're going to have Nick Gray, who is an investor and a book author. Um, we are going to have Erin Kelly, and she is the author of Get the Hell Out of Depth. So is going to be talking about how to reinvent your finances. We're going to have Kiel Jell. She is also known as the sensual chef, and she's going to talk about health and nutrition and how to reinvent yourself in that area of your life. Um, we're going to have Kevin Palmieri. You probably heard him. He was a guest on the Leading Yourself podcast a few episodes ago, and he is the host of Next Level University and he's also amazing. So we have an amazing lineup of speakers. And part of what I'm trying to do with this conference as well is to build a community, community that around people that are looking to grow and evolve and take their lives to the next level, people that want to make an impact, people that want to serve others. And when you join the conference, when you grab a ticket, which by the way is completely free, I will put the link on the show notes of the podcast episode, you will also get an email to join our Facebook community. And this is a place where you can find people that have similar interests as you, that people that want to grow, people that want to evolve, people that want to learn and want to contribute and um. I, that is my hope that we get to build this community and that you get to meet people like-minded, like you, that you can connect with and make some amazing friendships. So if you haven't grabbed a ticket to the event yet, go to the show notes 
of this podcast episode and grab your free ticket. I hope to see you there. Okay, back to self-confidence. Another big strategy to build self-confidence is to focus on contribution. Talking about contribution, right? I'm trying to build a community around people that want to contribute, that are driven to grow and contribute. And I think that when you are willing to do things for others, um, maybe things that you're not even willing to do to yourself, and when you focus on how can you add that value, how can you make that contribution, how how can you make that impact, it helps boost your confidence. When you're focused on something bigger than yourself, you find the strength to do things that otherwise you would be scared to do. I mean, think about it. Think about a time that you were really self-confident. Think of a time that you did something that after doing it, you're like, gosh, I didn't knew I was capable of doing that. Oh my God, like that could have been scary, but it wasn't and I actually did it and you felt really proud of yourself. I bet that you've had moments like that. I have. And if you reflect back, I bet that what was behind that is that you were focused on contribution. You were focused on something that was bigger than yourself and not just in some selfish reason to do it. And not that being selfish is wrong. I think... Uh, being selfish get a bad rap when we use that word. And I think focusing on ourselves is important and we should do that. We should focus on ourselves and be willing to do things for ourselves. But being realistic, we always are willing to do things for others that we're not willing to do to ourselves, for ourselves. So having that sense and focus on contribution can really help you build your self-confidence. So those are some of the big, let's say, strategies that you can implement to build self-confidence. And the thing with these is that you need to be consistent in doing this thing. You can't just do these things once and all of a sudden be confident, right? Building your self-confidence is like building a muscle. You need to exercise it. And all of these and all the things we talked on part one and part two are long-term strategies that if you stick to them, if you continue to focus on them, it's going to help you expand that circle of self-confidence. Now, let's talk about some quick boosters of confidence because we are we all are faced with situations where in the moment we need that quick boost of confidence. And I want to share with you a few things that you can do to exactly do that. So let's get started. I have a list here. I write them down so I don't forget about any of them. But um, the first one is reflect on your accomplishments. So if you're faced with a situation and where you need to do something and you're feeling insecure, try to think about accomplishments in this area of your life. Focus on reflecting on what those accomplishments are. That is going to give you a boost of confidence. And sometimes, maybe it's not even in this particular thing that you're trying to do right now, but your accomplishments in general. 
a great practice to do is once a month, like write down a list of what did you accomplish this month or maybe even every week. I do this as part of my weekly reflection. I said, what are my focus areas for this week? But one of the things that I do is like I write down the things that I'm proud of, the things that I've accomplished in the last week or in the last month or in the last year. The next one is to be prepared and plan ahead of time. Think about a time maybe at work that you had to do a presentation or talk to a group of people. When were the times that you felt more confident? Probably, I'm not probably, I'm 100% sure that you felt more confident those times that you were prepared, that you knew exactly what is that you were going to cover, what is that you were going to talk about, maybe even you practice in advance. So being prepared and planning ahead is key to give you that boost of confidence. Our insecurity kicks in when we are unprepared, when we um, don't know what is that we're talking about. Because we're afraid that maybe someone is going to ask you something that you're not going to have the answers to. And here's the thing. When you're prepared, when you plan ahead, you will still get questions that you don't know the answers to. But you will feel so much more confident that it will be okay to come up with an answer or to tell the person, I don't know, I will get back with you. And you will feel just different in your body when you are prepared than when you're not, when you're facing that situation. The next one is be present instead of worrying about what might happen. Our insecurities kicked in when we start to think about all the potential things that could, might happen if this goes wrong. And here's the thing. I share this with you on part one or part two of this series. Our brain, our primitive brain, that part of our brain that is designed to protect us, that is designed to for survival, is constantly looking for potential threats and trying to keep you safe from those threats. So if instead of being present in the moment, you are in your head thinking about all the things that could go wrong, all of a sudden, you're going to start to feel insecure in your body. Like physically, you're going to feel it. You're emotionally going to feel it. So instead of being worrying about what might happen, try to be more present in the moment. And that is going to give you more confident than, than not. Um, another one, acknowledge your strengths. We talk about accomplishments, which are one thing, and strengths for me are a different thing. What are the things that you're good at or what are the things that really give you energy that you enjoy doing? So this can be an annual reflection, right? Or once in a while, like list, what are your strengths? What are you good at? That can give you a boost of confidence. And here's how can you use it in a particular situation, right? Knowing what your strengths are um, can be something that you do on a routine base to help boost your confidence on an ongoing base. But I'm trying to give you tactics or tricks for specific moments when you need that boost of confidence. So let's say that you are facing a situation. I'm going to stick to the example of speaking in public. 
because that's something that many of us sometimes feel insecure about. Um, so one thing that I personally do before I speak in public is in my head, I think about what are the strengths that I have that I can tap into to be able to contribute to my audience. So I am combining here a few of the tactics that I've just shared with you. The first one is think about what are the strengths that you can tap on for this specific situation. The second part is you want to tap in those strengths to make what kind of an impact, what kind of a contribution, right? So just thinking about that for a couple of minutes, it just takes a couple of minutes before that event, before that situation that you're facing can give you that boost of confidence. Um, the other thing is trick your brain, create daily wins, make a short list of to-dos and cross everything off your list. We talk about on the first part of this episode about keeping promises to yourself. So this is like a mini version of that. I have shared with you that part of my morning routine, I list like what are my three non-negotiables of the day? And those are things that are my priority to cross off. And this little practice has really helped me boost my confidence because I am keeping promises to myself. And I actually physically crossing things off a piece of paper, a little post-it note. And that kind of reaffirms and gives me evidence that I'm someone I can count on. Another thing is improve your posture. You know, a lot of times it's just little adjustments in our posture that can give us a boost of confidence. I was on a training once and they talk about the power move. And if you think about superheroes, if you think about Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman has this post where her legs are like hip wide open and she's straight chest, chest out, hands on her, uh, on her waist and like the chest out and standing tall, this posture I can't remember the statistic, but it has like a 40% chance of boosting your confidence. Like you will feel like 40% more confident just by adopting this posture. And being just self-aware on what is your body language, what is your posture in a particular situation when you're in a meeting, for example, the times that you feel more insecure, try to think what is your body posture, right? Uh, probably you're more contracted. Maybe your your spine is curved or maybe you're, you're sitting like uh, instead of leaning in, leaning away from the conversation. So little changes in your posture can give you that boost of confidence. Another thing is embracing failure. Um, when we make a mistake, just embracing the mistake that we made and see it as a learning opportunity can help you boost your confidence. Um, another good one is refuse to talk negatively about yourself. We 
get in the habit of being our worst critics and talking negatively about ourselves. And every time we do that, we're denting our self-confidence. We're basically damaging that self-confidence. We're contracting that self-confidence circle. So a way to boost your confidence is to refuse to talk negatively about yourself and replace that with um, talking about your accomplishments and your strengths with yourself. This is not talking to others about how great you are, right? But it's more of that internal dialogue. Another thing that can help you boost your confidence is thinking about a time that you really felt confident. I think we all have our own recipe for success um, or our own recipe for confidence. So if you think about a time where you were really confident, think about what is that you were doing what was your posture? What was your language? What were you focusing on? What were you thinking? What were you saying? What was about that moment? What clothes were you wearing? Um, think about what, what was the environment and what is that you were doing that made you feel confident? Because as I said, you have your own recipe for confidence already and you just need to tap into it. How can you replicate more of that if you're able to identify what was unique about that time that you were really confident and what can you replicate next time? The other thing is act as if. This is, um, I've talked about identity. So think about how will the most confident version of yourself be? How will she show up to the situation and act as if you were her? Does that make sense? I hope it does. So first part is visualize the most confident version of yourself. And then ask yourself, what would she do in this situation and act as if you were her? which you are, is just a version of you that is maybe a little bit ahead of where you are right now. So you're just evoking your future self into the situation. Another strategy, and I kind of mention it, another tactic is wear something that makes you feel good. You know, when I have an important meeting, when I'm doing a presentation, when I'm speaking in front of a group of people, when um, there are times that I know I need to show up confident, I am very intentional about what clothes I wear. Because for me, and I have heard this from other women especially, um, what clothes you're wearing can boost your confidence. So think about the times that you were confident in the past. What kind of clothes were you wearing? And try to wear clothes in which you feel good. There's two parts to this. One is what are the clothes, the colors maybe, the type of clothes that make you feel confident. And there's a second part on why this is important is because when you feel insecure about how you look, that insecurity trickles into other areas of your life. So 
Wear something that makes you feel good, that makes you feel secure about yourself and your appearance. Even if you're struggling with self-appearance, what is that piece of clothes that you feel most comfortable on? Um, so that insecurity on your own body doesn't translate into your insecurity when you are facing other situations. The other tactic is don't seek attention. A lot of times our insecurities come, think about the dialogue that happens in your head when you're insecure. You're probably asking yourself questions like, what are they thinking about me? Will they be thinking that I'm too assertive or that I'm scared or that I'm not good enough or that my jacket doesn't look good on me or you, we typically are thinking of what others are thinking of us. And that is because we are social beings and we want to be seen and heard and we seek attention. But when you're focused on the output of what you're delivering, of the contribution or the impact that you're making versus on seeking attention, you're going to feel so much more confident. Um, and a lot of times you can catch yourself when you're seeking attention by paying attention to the conversations that are going on in your head. What questions are you asking yourself? Because I'm sure that you're asking yourself questions. What questions are you asking yourself? Um, another tactic is don't be afraid to ask for help. A lot of times in our heads, we're like, if I ask for help, they're going to think that I don't have my act together, that I don't know how to do it, um, is going to look like I'm not good enough or I'm not ready or whatever it is. Again, the questions you're asking yourself. So asking for help can like demolish that barrier in your head of what others might think of you if you ask for help. So be okay with asking for help. And here's the thing. People love to help other people. So I always like to think that when I'm asking someone for help, it's not about me. Yes, it's about me, of course, because I need that help, but it's about the other person. And I'm probably making the other person feel good because they feel that they have something that with which they can help others. And that makes them feel significant. So think about it that way next time that you need help and don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, another thing that is important in building confidence is to really mean when you say yes and when you say no. We talk about keeping promises to ourselves, but this goes also when we are committing to others. It is important that we keep that promise to ourselves, but it's also important that we keep promises to others because that is part of how we build trust with others. That is part of how we build our own brand and our own self-confidence. So when someone asks you to get involved in something, when someone asks you to participate on that project, when someone asks you for help, really ask yourself, is this a hell yes or no? And 
really mean when you say yes and when you say no. I think a lot of times we're wishy-washy with our yeses and our noes, and then we end up breaking our own promises, which again, what it's doing is just reaffirming and registering evidence that we're not someone we can be counted on. So really mean your yeses, really mean your noes. If you're saying yes to something, like give it your all, do your best. Doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. You will not be perfect, but try your best. And when you say no, really mean it, right? Like don't say no and then do like halfway through. Like really mean your yeses and really mean your noes. Another thing that um, can help you boost confidence is exercise. And this is going to be the last thing that I'm going to share today. This is getting way longer than I wanted, but uh, I think deeply I knew that it was going to be long because I had so much that I wanted to cover. But exercise can be a confidence booster. I exercise every morning, and if I schedule a meeting in the morning after I exercise, I am the most confident that I will be during the day because exercise helps boost my confidence. Uh, And there are many scientific reasons why that is true, and I'm not going to get into those, but just try it out. If you have an important meeting, if you have something where you need to show up confident, work out, exercise that day before that event, before that situation where you really need that boost of confidence, and tell me how that goes. I bet that you're going to show up so much more confident that if you wouldn't have exercise. So those are some of my quick tricks to boost your confidence when you need it most. I hope that you found today's podcast episode helpful. I hope that you found this three-part series helpful. If you did, do me a favor and share it with someone that you think can benefit from today's content. And remember, stay tuned because there is a couple of bonus episodes coming your way in the next few weeks. Um, With that, I hope that you have an amazing day. I will see you here next week. And please check out the show notes of today's podcast episode for more information on the Thrive Conference. I hope to see you there.